You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. For our Bloomberg audiences worldwide, I'm David Weston, and I'm joined here once again by Larry Fink. He is the chairman and CEO of BlackRock. So, Larry, thanks for staying with us. First of all, your earnings came out. Besides the merger with GFP, by and the way, things, they did. By the way, it's some earnings yeah. that will look pretty good. You got a lot of inflows. You're over ten trillion dollars yes. AUM. Congratulations Thank on that. You so much, what do you think that tells us about the investment climate, perhaps the overall economy right now? Well, I would say what the first and probably the most significant fact. I mean, it, you know, I can't control one quarter or another, and we had an incredible quarter. But the fact that stands out for me is over five years, clients rewarded BlackRock with $1.9 trillion. This is not market movement. This is how much new money we receive from clients worldwide. Uh, and, and, and so um, clients have, over the long run, have great needs to put money to work. We advocate only long-term strategies. We advocate that you need to be in the market. You can't be in and out of the market. If you're looking to do that, there are many venues where you could be doing that. Uh, we are trying to help people build uh, retirement savings. We want people to have a life in retirement with dignity. We spend so much time in our, in our world talking about how we could have healthier lives. But we spend no time focused on can we afford that longevity? And uh, BlackRock is a firm that tries to provide that type of long-termism. I, I do believe I, we spend a great deal of time about talking about hope in a world today where we have greater hatred and greater fear. I think there are many opportunities to think about, despite all those issues, that long-term investing is the way to go. And I, and I, and I believe you know, at the moment right now, we, we have trillions of dollars money sitting in a money market funds. Um, and so there is, that's just an indication of fear. We have more money sitting in bank balance sheets right now and in deposits. That's an indication of fear or uncertainty. And I do believe one of the greatest um, differentials between U.S. and any country in the world is the strength of the U.S. capital markets. And this is something that we at BlackRock betted on years and years ago that we believe in. And so over time, we believe the opportunity to invest in our economy, investing in our companies, and at times when you want to have a more global view, investing in the world, over a long run, you're going to outperform any bank deposit, you're going to outperform any money market fund, and it's our job 
uh, to provide the appropriate investments for our clients so they can have that life with dignity. The form that those investments are taking is changing. Yes. And you also yes. announced a sort of a new architecture, I guess is what you're calling it, for BlackRock, really pushing on to ETFs. You've had a lot of success with iShares already. It's grown. It looks like you're doubling down on that. Explain that move into ETFs. How far does it go? When we bought BGI in 2009, <clears throat> we were ridiculed by most of the financial community saying you cannot marry the culture of an active investor, that, who we were, and a, and a passive culture. And we said, why? Our clients use both products. Our job is to be agnostic to our clients, to work with our clients, and to provide a whole portfolio solution. But over time, more and more clients started to think about, how do I want to get an exposure? Do I want an exposure in this area or this product? And I could do that through actively investing in ETFs. In 2012, we said, ETFs are going to be the new engine for fixed income. And boy, did that get a lot of ridicule by many people in the business community. And today, the fixed income markets are totally uh, imbued by ETFs. And so at BlackRock, when we bought BGI, we had $290 billion of ETFs. Today, we have $3.5 trillion. Um, and, and then this week alone, just yesterday, we launched the iShares Bitcoin ETF. And so I would say to you, if we could ETF a Bitcoin, imagine what we could do with all financial instruments. And so what we announced in our architectural change, iShares was this uh, was this business division in itself, and we thought that's too, in, in, you know, too exclusive. We needed to include the ethos, the philosophy, the spirituality of what iShares can provide in everything we do at BlackRock, because we believe we're we're just halfway there in the ETF revolution, that everything is going to be ETF'd, and we needed to ensure both active products, passive products. Um, digital products are going to be used through the vehicle of ETFs. At the same time, in this architectural change, we're elevating the whole concept that we are going to be curating more and more of our performance-based products, too. So it's a, it's a very large architectural change. A lot of people have asked me, iShares is the most successful division within BlackRock. Look what it did. Why are you doing this now? And we believe it's so important to be anticipating the next move. I would also say on the, on the beginnings of, um, of a ETF Bitcoin, we believe ETFs are a technology no different than Bitcoin was a technology for, for asset storage. We believe the next step going forward will be the tokenization of financial assets. And that means every stock, every bond will have its own basically QSIP. It'll be on one general ledger. Every investor, you and I, will have our own number, our own identification. We could rid ourselves of all issues around illicit activities about bonds and stocks and digital by having a, 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 a tokenization. But the most important thing, we could customize strategies through tokenization that is, if it's every individual. We would have instantaneous settlement. Think about all the costs of settling bonds and stocks. Mm -hmm. But if you had a tokenization, everything would be immediate mm -hmm. because it's just a line item. And so we believe this is a technological transformation for financial assets. I believe 
if, if you want to talk about like voting and voting choice and all the things, if, every, if we know every moment who is the owner of that stock and it's now time to vote, every individual who has ownership is identified and they can vote their own shares. Is this the end of mutual funds? I think, well, a lot of people, it's, it's just a, it's a wrapper. It's not the end of it, but I would say the dominant form of bringing products going forward will be in the form of, of ETFs. I don't want to say it's the end because that's too finite, but let, let's be clear, the growth of ETFs like this has been this, and, and, and mutual funds have been declining. Um, and there, there are going to be some products where a mutual fund might be the best structure, but overall, I think in everything we do, in active and passive, we are going to see uh, in the form of ETFs. In the United States, it is so much more transparent. You could buy and sell that instrument throughout the day. In a mutual fund, you have to wait till 4 o'clock in the final pricing. In a mutual fund in the United States, you have a lot of um, tax issues around your, the activity within the fund. In an ETF, you control your tax activity. And so these are the technological changes that gave us the, the idea in 2007 and then executed in 2009 why we needed to buy iShares. All of this investment comes within a larger context, a social and political context that really affects the investment necessarily. We've got a lot of elections coming up yes, this year in the United States, but not just the United States, almost half the world Korea is going to be voting. This weekend, yeah. There is a, perceived to be a rise of populism in the United States mm -hmm. uh, through a particular candidate who was president and wants to be president again, but around the world there is. Yes. What is the policy risk uh, for investors and for that matter for BlackRock, including, for example, with your move, big move into infrastructure with GIP? Uh, I, I'm mindful of the fact that ESG has sort of gotten a bad political name in some parts of the country. Well, we don't, I don't use the word ESG anymore. I think I've been quoted on that quite a bit now. Um, but the, the, the amount of money that is entering in the decarbonization investing pools is enormous. More and more money. We announced the Occidental Petroleum transaction where they are the leader in air capture. Um, uh, even uh, former Governor Rick Perry wrote a whole editorial on the power of that. So um, there is going to be a lot of populism, there's no question. Uh, our, our job is to make people have a brighter financial future. Our job is to give people more certainty. And our job is to provide information so they have better choices of what to invest. Keep in mind, all $10 trillion of the money, none of it's ours. Our job is to be a fiduciary on behalf of every client in the world. And if you are somebody who does not believe in, in climate change but, and you want to invest 100% in hydrocarbons, we're your investment manager. We will advise you here of the opportunities we see. But if you are somebody who truly believes in, in, in new technologies, in the, I would say, the venture capital of new technologies so we could decarbonize the world, we have a fund for you. We have a product for you. We are, we are aggressively sourcing new and interesting companies that are, being, that are going to be the leaders in the future. A couple of years ago, I wrote there's going to be a 1,000 unicorns who are going to be these innovative companies Companies are going to help us decarbonize the world faster, and so and I, and I fully believe that will, outcome will happen. Larry, you've taken BlackRock through some transformations. iShares certainly was one of those. Yeah. GIP looks like it's transformational. Yeah. Uh, the world is changing. Take us back to that world at Credit Suisse First Boston with the young Bio Ogunlesi and young Larry Fink. What are those people looking forward to today? Those people who are just entering the business. How different is it, and where is it heading? Where are the opportunities for the people? What excites them? I would say for those who have a, a passion, 
a passion for investing, a passion to grow and learn, a passion uh, to do the right thing on behalf of your clients. The opportunity today is just as great as when Bio and I started our, our careers at First Boston. Um, obviously, the markets are entirely different. They're much larger. They're much more efficient. But my gosh, I mean, the young people that we're bringing on board at BlackRock, um, those who show that imagination, that passion, their opportunities are going to be just as great as my opportunity uh, that I had. And I do believe that is the biggest differentiator between somebody who has this great career and someone who doesn't. You need to be in a career where you're passionate about, that every day you, want to, you have a desire to learn something new. You have a desire to impart that to your clients and helping your clients. And then when you get into leadership, your job is to make everybody smarter than you. Your job as a leader is to lift more people. And as a, as a big leader, your job is hopefully to have more people earning more money than you did. That's what a leader leadership is about, lifting more and more people. And um, so I don't think anything's changed. Obviously, how we live our lives have changed. The... Um, you know, you think about the role of the capital markets. I'm, in my mind, uh, two, the two biggest firms that were so instrumental in driving the growth of the global capital markets is our two founding New York City companies, and that's BlackRock and Bloomberg. And I truly believe there's a lot of similarities. When, our, when, when we started, I think Bloomberg started in 84, we started in 88. But the, but the knowledge barrier, the knowledge information, the expansion of the capital markets, the globalization of the capital markets, to me, that is what's driving the success. David, when I go to a country now, many times the political leaders of the country are asking me how can they build their retirement system and how they could build their capital markets. They want to be more dependent in-country. They, they are excited by having international flows go into the country to help that, but they know for long-term stability of their country, to have great and excellent companies, they need to have their own capital markets and they have to have their own retirement system. And this is something that BlackRock can play a big role. And this is one of the more exciting new chapters that I see for the next 10 years for BlackRock. And I believe infrastructure will play a big role in, in that exciting future. Larry, thank you so much for spending time with us. I really appreciate it. That's Larry Fink of BlackRock. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.